Welcome to Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. A look at the changing risk and resilience landscape with insights on the challenges facing businesses today and tomorrow. Convective storms are among the most common and most destructive natural hazards on Earth. Hello, I'm David Hogan. Welcome to Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. Today, we're going to talk about convective storms, what causes them, the multiple perils they spawn. We'll take a closer look at tornadoes, lightning, and hailstorms. Finally, we'll discuss ways businesses can help protect themselves and their employees from these dangerous weather systems. Our guest once again on this Future Risk podcast is Mike Wittekind, who is the Property Technical Director for Risk Engineering for the Zurich Services Corporation. Mike and I previously talked about hurricanes and wildfires. Mike, Welcome back to the Future of Risk podcast. David, it's my pleasure. Thanks again for having me. Mike, just about everyone in the U.S. has experienced a convective storm, but they may not know it. A convective storm isn't exactly a household phrase. Can you explain briefly what a convective storm is? Sure, David. Convective storms, or better known as thunderstorms, are severe local storms associated with thunder, lightning, heavy rain, hail, strong winds, and even tornadoes. Thunderstorms are associated with towering clouds known as cumulonimbus. These are the menacing-looking multi-level clouds that we see in the sky. And those cumulonimbus clouds, also known as thunderheads, due to their unique mushroom shape, are typical of Uh, a cumulus cloud associated with thunderstorms. These thunderstorms often bring heavy precipitation. The clouds also often produce lightning at their heart. And one overlooked result of cumulonimbus clouds are flash floods. We all know about hurricane season and the ever-expanding wildfire season, but is there a convective storm season? Yes. They can actually occur all year round, but are most common during the late spring and summer months. These so-called thunderheads are formed through a process of convection, whereby heat and moisture are transported vertically into the atmosphere. We need three key ingredients um, required to initiate convection. That would be instability in the atmosphere, moisture, and lift. The mechanism to lift this large volume of air is first needed, and this can uh, be from the sun heating the Earth's surface, the air near the surface being forced to rise over higher ground, or instability within the weather front. So this is why these usually occur during the late spring and the summer months. Now we know where the word convective comes from. I mentioned some of the weather perils associated with convective storms. Of these, tornadoes are often the most destructive. I can tell you that here in my home state of New Jersey, we've had at least three tornado watches this summer and so many thunderstorms that my dog has spent about half the summer hiding under the bed. What causes tornadoes to form and why do they pack such a punch? Absolutely. Um, Convective storms are also associated with the development of tornadoes. The uplift required to develop these storms, or what's known as severe convective storms, happens at frontal boundaries where air masses with different temperatures meet. These events normally occur in the Great Plains of North America here, which is also known as Tornado Alley. 
We have cold air from the Rocky Mountains coming across from west to east, meeting warm, moist air coming up from the Gulf of Mexico, traveling from the south. Now, we just don't have these in Tornado Alley. We also have uh, a significant number of tornadoes occurring in the southeast in now what is known as Dixie Alley. And as you mentioned, tornado outbreaks can occur during these front mixtures of warm and cool air anywhere in the mid-Atlantic and northeast and also in the upper Midwest. Wow. I know tornadoes have the ability to wipe out entire towns. How can businesses protect themselves and their employees from these storms? Let's consider a few things. As a business, have an architect and an engineer do an evaluation of your existing property to see how it could perform during a uh, tornado event. If necessary, upgrade existing structures based on these evaluations and really critical structures that are very important to the supply chain of the business. For new construction, really work closely with the architect and the contractor to incorporate wind mitigation techniques and high wind rated products into the design of the structure. If possible, have a thoroughly tornado proof shelter or safe room either incorporated into the building or nearby the business property to protect employees during working hours. One thing that's really critically important is to situate any IT, such as network servers and other vital equipment in protected areas of the building, preferably in a tornado-resistant design room. Have well-maintained and fuel generators and a supply of fuel to the facility for emergency power during an outage from this type of event. And also review your current insurance coverages to ensure they reflect your exposures if you're in these areas. I'd like to point out to listeners that you can find more information on how to protect yourself from convective storms on our Convective Storm Resource Hub, which is at futureofrisk.com. Let's talk about lightning now. They are the fireworks of a summer storm. Most lightning strikes are harmless, but others can knock out power grids, start wildfires, and actually kill people. The National Weather Service estimates that more than 40 people die each year in the U.S. from lightning strikes. Mike, why is lightning a serious risk for businesses? Lightning poses a serious risk for business due to the fact that most businesses have complex electrical equipment. They may have high-valued medical diagnostic and treatment equipment in the case of medical facilities and computer systems, which are used now everywhere, have really an increased exposure to lightning and associated lightning surges. For example, in North America, electronics are designed to run around 120 volts uh, of electricity in that range and can withstand up to 169 volts in a surge situation. However, a power surge from lightning contains millions of volts capable of quick destruction of this equipment. And we just don't have to have a lightning strike on the premises to cause significant damage. A facility can suffer what's known as an off-premises lightning strike, and that can do just as much equipment damage as a direct strike on the facility. Wow, that's interesting. So what can businesses do to, to mitigate the risk from lightning? Two things. First, most property losses can be dramatically reduced and possibly even eliminated by using proper lightning protection for structures. Every business is unique, but these areas should be evaluated as potentially vulnerable to lightning. And let's look at some ways to consider mitigating against that potential damage. Sometimes facilities have critical rooftop equipment that's exposed. That should be covered by the lightning protection system. 
we talked about complex electronic equipment in the building. And with that complex electronic equipment, we spoke about an off-premises lightning strike. And really, do you have sufficient surge protection for all of those critical electronic components? Processes, systems, or features such as yard storage of flammable liquids or combustible liquids in tanks, as well as, well as vehicles, you know, we can have those fires occur outside in the yard area. And those kind of things, and for most of the part, they are. The tank farms and, and other um, hazardous materials are placed at least um, 100 yards from the building on large manufacturing sites. We've recently introduced solar arrays or panels to the rooftop, which also need to be protected and fall under the umbrella of the lightning protection system. And any tall equipment on the building, such as stacks, antenna towers, and on construction sites, we have cranes that need to be properly grounded so they will um, grab that energy and send it to ground if they do take a hit. Interesting. So the last of the weather perils associated with convective storms that I want to address is hail. I find that uh, can be very deceiving. I mean, uh, we've all heard of the threat of golf ball sized hail, but I've personally never experienced a hailstorm that couldn't be kept at bay with a simple umbrella. Why should businesses be worried about hailstorms? Businesses should really be concerned about hail due to the fact that hail causes damage to rooftops. And again, we just spoke about solar panels being on the roofs of buildings now. And also we have yard storage, but particularly from a yard storage standpoint with all the car dealers, all the cars sitting in the lots that are exposed to a hail event. Hail damage can occur in any unshielded building feature and these include the roof coverings, again, that roof-mounted equipment, skylights, and other glazing systems on the building. We talked about the photovoltaics already. The public probably knows them as solar panels. The installers, the engineers, the insurance professionals know them as photovoltaics or PD. The equipment that's commonly damaged by hail on the roof includes the uh, roof-mounted air conditioning uh, condenser, the coils, the fins, the fan blades, cooling towers, their large fan blades and also the fill media can actually be damaged. Upright or vertical heat exchanger coils that may be on the roof and any makeup air unit or air handlers and exhaust vents along with rooftop exhaust vent fans can be damaged in these events. You mentioned uh, auto dealers. I can't imagine what it's like to have uh, hundreds of cars on the lot when a major hailstorm comes through. <laughs> it's impossible to predict that, which brings up my next question. So you know, in the absence of a giant retractable hail dome over buildings and other property, what can businesses do to protect themselves? Well, first, not so much from a mitigation standpoint, but from a preparedness standpoint is monitor the weather. For those car dealers where you have to move equipment and get it inside, or you know, in the case of, of the car dealers, they may have to move all the cars and get them in parking garages. Monitoring the weather during the, the spring and, and summer is very critical. For the building, annual roof inspection are one of the best ways to ensure roof assembly will perform well during a hail event. Studies of roof-related losses show that loss rates are much less for locations where annual visual roofing inspections are in place and performed. And then a solution for protecting the vulnerable rooftop equipment with exposed coils and fins would be to provide rigid hail guards and strong metal that will disperse the impact of the large hail. And where heat transfer or air movement is concerned, the guards may be mounted um, on angles to allow for unrestricted airflow so we don't damage the actual air handling equipment. Roof-mounted skylights, we've talked about those. They can also be outfitted with lazy materials that are most uh, capable of withstanding serious hail impacts. And those would be like the acrylics, the polycarbonate, tempered glass, or laminate glass. 
Interesting. Mike, is there anything else you think listeners should should know about the risks of convective storms? I think the most important thing is they're sudden. And monitoring the weather on a daily basis is your best defense once you have your mitigation measures in place to protect the property and your employees. Well, Mike, I want to thank you again for joining us on this Future Risk podcast. The last time we spoke, we closed with a lightning round of personal questions. This time I want to fi- finish with a round of lightning and tornado themed questions. So here goes. You're at an ice hockey game. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning versus Carolina Hurricanes. Who are you rooting for? Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Why? We, we have a long lead time with hurricanes, so we can get out in front of those and warn the public when they are going to impact certain areas. And, you know, we follow their tracking on a regular basis during the hurricane season. Lightning's a little bit more unpredictable. So they're more predictable. I wonder if that will help in predicting how they're going to do this year in the NHL. Convective storms have played a leading role in Hollywood movies. What's more likely, a tornado sending a Kansas girl over the rainbow in The Wizard of Oz or whatever happens in the movie Sharknado? I think a tornado sending a Kansas girl over the rainbow in The Wizard of Oz. That would be my guess. That was one of my favorite movies when I was real small. Yeah, but the effects in Sharknado look so real. In the song Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, Freddie Mercury sings Thunderbolts and Lightning. Very, very frightening. Is that true? Absolutely. Um, Because when you hear thunder, you are close enough to be struck with lightning. So as soon as you hear the thunder, you need to take cover. Well, that's another uh, thing I wanted to bring up. We, We talked about thunderstorms, but we know that lightning can be damaging. Can thunder cause damage? Is there any known cases where i haven't known any cases where thunder has caused damage like you said it it causes the animals that we all have in the house to start their preparedness measures and run under the desk or head for the crate yeah i actually probably when my dog was very young it probably did cause damage to our carpeting when there are thunder strikes mike thanks again for taking the time to talk with me today and thanks to our listeners for tuning into this future risk podcast for more information on convective storms go to future of risk I'm David Hilgen. Future of Risk, presented by Zurich North America. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you left a comment or review wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let us know what you think at media at zurichna.com and join us next week. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained here may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.